Welcome back to the Sandlot Baseball Podcast. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different for Tom and I. Um, for those of you that don't know, the MLB has decided to, I guess you'd say, strongly enforce a rule that's been on the books uh, for several years now. But just now in the middle of the season, they're deciding to enforce it a little bit stronger than it had been in the past. And Tom and I are mainly going to spend today's episode talking about that. We will get into a little Red Sox and Yankees discussion at the end, but Tom and I really wanted to get on and record a podcast sharing our thoughts on the whole sticky stuff situation, I guess you could call it, in Major League Baseball right now. But first, let's head over to Tom and see how Tom's doing. What's up? What's happening? Uh, yeah, you, you pretty much nailed it on the head. Um, we'll get into, I'll get into the Yanks a little bit later that things as of last night took a, seems like a little bit turn for the better, but yeah, baseball's in, I guess, pure pun intended, a sticky situation. And, uh, it's really, it's, it's there, there are, there are, I guess, some points they're trying to make, but at the end of the day, it's all just a lot of nonsense, but we'll, we'll, we'll break it down. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. I'm good. Let's take it away. Sweet. So, yeah, um, just to give you guys a bit of a background, the whole concept behind this is that there have been rules in place prior to this new announcement from Major League Baseball earlier this week. There are rules already on hand um, declaring the illegal use of sticky stuff by uh, pitchers, whether that be pine tar, some form of another sticky substance, pelican uh, wax, uh, spider tack, which has gotten a lot of traction in the news lately. Um, but rules 301 and 602C had already been in play. These these rules basically just ban the use of foreign substances by pitchers. Um, and According to these, they they would discipline all substances as the same. So not necessarily this meaning that there's no like level to stickiness per se. But I, earlier this week, it just came out that now if a player is caught, they will receive a 10-day suspension with pay, but a 10-day suspension if caught using some form of a, a sticky substance while on the mound. So this is a big deal, clearly. Um, and not only will the player receive a 10-day suspension, it was also ruled that on top of the 10-day suspension, teams aren't allowed to bring another pitcher in to fill that sus uh, suspended player's spot on the roster. So this doesn't just affect the player themselves. This will also affect the team because the team will be down a pitcher if a pitcher is caught. And, you know, this, this rule has received a lot of heat lately. Um, and Tom and I are going to get into it and what we think. Um, personally, we're both not super big fans of necessarily how the MLB is handling it. I would say more so than the rule itself. Um, but Tom and I are each going to get into our own opinions on it. 
And there have been a lot of guys already in the majors speaking out about it. We had, uh, of course, Tyler Glass now after his start speaking out again, uh, against it. Um, Garrett Cole, uh, Trevor Bauer, of course, a known, I guess, opposition of Rob Manford, um, who often speaks out about not just this problem with Major League Baseball, but a lot of the problems uh, with Major League Baseball. He actually put out like a 30-minute video on his YouTube, which I thought gave a very good and in-depth rundown of Bauer's thoughts on the situation. Um, and I'm going to be drawing actually a lot of my thoughts from Bauer's video because I thought Bauer made a, ver a lot of very good points that I also align with about this whole situation. But I'm going to send it over to Tom first, and we can get some of Tom's opinions on this because I know Tom, um, like me, isn't necessarily the biggest fan of how the MLB is going about this. Yeah, I mean, is anyone really surprised at this point that the MLB has yet again botched another another dilemma that they that they've found themselves in? No, um, it just comes down to like, where was I going with this? It just comes down to you have the way like the way they went about it, like you were saying, the way they went about it, they made no uh, there, there's like no leeway room or like loopholes in a sense when it comes to like, you know, like the green and the black, like the good, like the good and the bad. Should these guys be using, you know, gorilla glue on their hands? No, I don't think so. But the whole like glass now strongest point was the whole sun, sunblock and rosin thing. Like the sunscreen and rosin thing. I don't play, I don't play baseball anymore, but when I was, even when I was a kid on those hot summer days, when it's hot and you know, you're sweating from head to toe, it's, it's, it's hard to throw the ball to first base, let alone we, – we say it all the time. What's the hardest thing to do? Hit a, hit, a, hit a professional baseball. What's probably the second hardest thing to do? I guess pitch consistently well, right? So – and we've seen the kind of offensive firepower that is in the MLB today. So for these pitchers, and in their defense too, they don't want to lose the grip and hit the batters. They, they say it all the time. They're like, they're like, yeah, are we using stuff to get better grip on the ball? Sure. But would you rather that or would you rather three, three to five guys getting hit every single game? Because we just simply can't grip the ball that well for however long we pitch. And just for me, for me, I guess I guess I'm I'm very like, uh, I don't know what the word is, accepting or like adapting. I don't really like. I don't mind it because obviously, whether whether everyone wants to admit it or not, dating back to the land before time when this beautiful sport was invented, from then to now, pitchers were using something in some way, shape, or form to grip a baseball, about to pitch it at least. Obviously, you know, throwing a baseball is easy, but gripping it to make it move, I don't even. I still today don't know how pitchers do it, and. The fact that baseball is essentially saying, yeah, you guys can't do that now in the middle of the season. I think that's what's really kind of triggered everybody. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the rule itself has a lot of flaws and it's just a total mess. But I think what's triggering, at least for the most part, all of the pitchers in the game is that we're in the middle, the smack middle of June, almost really it's already July already, which is crazy. So these guys have basically got a rhythm down. And now the MLB is saying, yeah, you have to basically start all over. That's, that sucks. 
Yeah, no, um, I definitely think that is one of the key problems with how they're handling this. Um, first off, I just want to get into they're they're part of this part of them enforcing this more that I think is is good. I think that trying to even out the competitive advantage because you know of course the theme early on and especially in this season and early on in us doing this podcast was the theme for the season was the no hitter right and just right. how dominant pitchers had been. So I think trying to find a way to even this competitive advantage of pitchers just dominating hitters was something that needed to be done. Yes. At some point I mean, and again, this, this rule had been on the books. It's not like they mm -hmm. implemented a whole new rule. It's just the enforcement of it is being emphasized more now. Yeah. But where I start to, to distance myself from necessarily liking how they're going to enforce this, a lot of it does with how they're determining it and how they're putting it into play. Like you said, I think the fact that they are deciding to do this in the middle of the season. As the is, summer is approaching. Yeah, is just it, – it's kind of crazy to me to think that they would do it that way. I mean – in Bauer's video, he, he puts it very well, I think. Guys go into a season expecting to play under a certain set of rules and scrutiny, and they build up based off what they know is going to be in play. So right. pitchers build up their arms all season, all spring training. They have certain programs going into the season knowing that it's going to be done one way. And to have to flip that switch and in basically two weeks, just completely mm -hmm. change up how they're going to go about their stuff is kind of, it, it's messed up. You, you really, especially in a sport like baseball where, and for pitchers where arm care is so important and mm -hmm. arm buildup is so important to have this much of a switch up, it, it, you, you it's really a recipe for disaster. It is a recipe for disaster. And you can't you can't expect them to not have something to say if you're major league baseball. You can't yeah. expect these pitchers to just kind of sit back and be okay with it. I mean, of course, uh Glass now is now on the deal with a partially torn UCL. Yeah. Um, and he is seeming to attribute this to the fact that he in his start against the Nationals, it was his first start not using a combination of rosin and sunscreen to gain a grip on the ball. And he talks about how um, in that game he had to he had to grip the ball a little bit harder than he normally does and put the ball a little bit further into his hand than he normally would on certain pitches. And he talks about, um, if you've seen the video of Glass now explaining his thoughts on the situation, he talks about how after that start against the Nats, he felt arm pain the next day in places that he didn't even know had muscles and he had never felt arm pain before in his entire career. And then he goes out and pitches against the White Sox, has a good start. Same thing, wasn't using anything, and then comes out of the game and is now on the 10-day DL. Now, it's not a guarantee that the lack of some form of sunscreen and rosin to gain a little grip on the ball is the reason why Glass now is now on the DL. But 
Tyler's Tyler's pretty confident in the fact that it played some role in his injury. I believe and, and even Bauer talks about it a little bit, how um, Bauer's not 100% convinced that this can cause injury, but he also very much so believes Glass now after watching him explain it and yeah. how he believes that, you know, guys build up their arm a certain way. Yeah. Glass now is used to having a lighter grip on the ball because of the sp- – uh, not spider attack. Glass now doesn't use spider attack. Right. I don't want to throw that whatever, out Whatever because, sticky stuff he uses. Yeah, because of the sunscreen and rosin combination, Glass now is used to a lighter grip on the ball, and that's how he, you know, built his arm up through spring training and all his starts up until that national start. And the first time he doesn't use it, he starts having discomfort. So, I mean – to to just go and throw a curveball out there for these pitchers to have to all of a sudden switch up how they're going to be expected to go out and throw, it, it's just messed up by Major League Baseball. And I think the, you know, Bauer brings up another good point in the fact that there's no real determinant of what is sticky. Mm-hmm. You know, Bauer talks about how the, the rosin bag is out there. The rosin bag is legal. Right. It's behind every major league baseball mound, even down into the minors in college baseball. Rosin's used across the board in baseball to keep sweat off the hands. Now, rosin does create a little bit of stickiness when you first apply it. What's to say an umpire goes out there, feels a hand with just rosin and sweat on it, and is like, that's sticky. Mm-hmm. Some One umpire could say that's sticky, and another umpire could not. And then on days out in the sun, this is another very good point by Barrow. On days out in the sun, you can't tell guys they can't wear sunscreen. Exactly. Because that's going to, that could affect a player's long-term health if they're not wearing sunscreen screen and getting sunburned over and over again. Yeah. You can't tell a player you can't wear sunscreen. So you can't also can't tell a pitcher he can't sweat when he's on the mound. And then in turn, you can't tell a pitcher he can't sweat, have the sunscreen go on his hand and then need rosin to put on his hand to dry off his hand to be able to throw the baseball. It's just such a joke when you think about it. If the, if we were in if we were in like December right now talking about this and it got in, and it got you know enforced, I honestly think it would like the overall reaction would be diminished by about seventy five percent. It wouldn't be as because it's December. The pitchers can be like, all right, this sucks because I've probably been been you know doing the same thing for years now, but they gave us enough time where I can go, I can test it out through spring training. These guys mm-hmm. have been throwing their arms off for t- almost three months now. Yeah. And, and, and now they have to change everything. And that's why, like, yeah, obviously will the lack of sticky stuff injure a man? No. But like you said, the motions, the way, like you saw Michael K brought up a phenomenal point yesterday on his show about Cole the night before. So Cole went eight innings in that game. You saw, at, at a certain part, he changed his entire approach on the mound, which basically showed, like, you know, obviously he wasn't using anything, and it showed, like, he needed to change his his motion or whatever. I don't know all the pitching terms, but he had to, like, change what he was doing to, to still be as dominant. Obviously, he pitched a beautiful game. And the one thing just I, I want to just laugh at, and then I'll swing it back to you, the whole suspension thing, like the whole punishment for this, so they get the pitcher gets suspended 10 games, not 10 starts, obviously, 10 games for their team. And so 
starters pitch every five days. So depending on the calendar, you know, you know, if there's a day off or whatever, depending on the calendar that it'll most likely be two starts, but sometimes it might only be one, depending on like mm. what, what happens in the 10 days. So, and they get paid. If yeah. they, they said, you know, you're going to miss at least two starts and no pay. I think obviously the, the reaction right now is, is large in itself, but I think it would be even bigger. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're still going to get paid. I know obviously they, they want to pitch. They want to actually earn their money. But like, you know, when, when and, and this is just looking at the MLB, not even the players. If you're trying to enforce this, this new absurd rule, you got to at least make the punishment something where like the pitchers are going to be like, all right, I really don't want to get nailed for this. If they well, get I nailed. Feel, I feel like also it, the, the fact that the team itself can't bring another pitcher on the staff kind of yeah, kind too. of deters it. Because, I mean, I, as the team, I would try to, especially as the manager, I would try to, like, really harp on my guys about not, not doing it just because you lose an arm. And right. especially if it's a starter or even if it's a bullpen arm, it, it would suck to lose a guy and not be able to bring a guy on. Right. That's true. But I just think that – I think the the idea that there's no real determinant of what sticky is. And like Bauer said, and I was saying before, you can't tell a guy you can't sweat, can't wear sunscreen and can't use rosin. Cause those are all, I mean, you sweat naturally. You, mm-hmm. Rosin's a legal substance to use. And then sunscreen, you can't tell guys they can't wear sunscreen when they pitch. And it's just the, the fact that one umpiring crew could say something sticky when another could, could go out and feel it pitcher's hand and say it's not sticky i think there's just way too many gray areas so many gray areas in this whole situation that are gonna lead to even more problems and honestly you know we're coming up on a uh, a collective bargaining agreement soon in the major league Mm -hmm. uh between major league baseball and the mlb players association i wouldn't be shocked if we see a delay to the season um just with how bad things have seemed to go, not only with this, but um, even with last the coming, year, with the coming back to play last year, the the whole relationship between the MLB and the MLB Players Association right now just seems to be in such a bad area where I would not be shocked if we saw a delay um, because of the collective bargaining agreement. But I'm just. The for me, it, it really this rule gets me where it's put in play in the middle of the season, and there's just a lack of clear definition mm-hmm. as to to what determines whether or not we're going to take a guy out and suspend him for ten games. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a complete crapshoot until September. It's gonna, yeah. it's going to be horrible, and it's going to get to the point where, and it's so funny because what do we say all the time? The, the commissioner and his whole council, they're trying to, you know, bring in more and new and younger audience to, I guess, grow baseball. This isn't growing baseball. If you no, have been, this is hurting it. it it's, it's hurting it. And then you're going to, because I, I don't know, I don't know what, what the, what like the technicalities are for like when they can check the pitchers. But like, if it's, if it's like during the game on TV, like it's, it's going to, it's going to delay the game it's, even more. It's during the game. Um, in between innings. I believe it's at – I don't know. I forget if it's umpire's discretion or if the man, 
manager wants to call it out. Yeah. Um, it's one of the two. I think it, it is at the umpire's discretion um, if they see something. And for relievers, I'm pretty sure they're going to get they get checked when they come in or when they exit, something like that. Or, or, or maybe um, both. I think, yeah, I, it's one of the – it could be both, actually, yeah. Um, but either way, it's just – this rule has so many – not, not even the rule. The, I think the rule is fine, the rule that's been on the books. But right. just this, this new kind of push to enforce it is just so flawed. And I think this is my final uh, point. And another part of this, which I think is completely flawed, that I wanted to bring up the fact that there's no real way for players to appeal. I also think is just another problem because players can appeal for other suspensions of this like length. Like if a a guy gets suspended for um, his involvement in a fight or something like that, they, mm-hmm. they can appeal for stuff like that, but there's no way for players to appeal this. And I think that can lead to some problems as well. Um, but overall, I'm just, I'm not a fan of how the MLB is going about handling this. Um, and it's I mean, a, guys were, it's a mess. It's a mess. Guys were told coming into this year that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like this and it would be brought up in the next collective bargaining agreement as to what to do about this. And to have it just thrown at them in the middle of the year, it's only cause for a ginormous mess. But that's uh, that's some of Tom and mine's thoughts on this whole situation. Um, We're definitely curious to hear what other people think about it. So uh, if anyone wants to reach out and let us know what they feel about it, feel free on Instagram um, at the Sandlot Baseball Podcast. We'd love to hear what your guys' thoughts on it. But now we're going to move over. Um, like we said, this is going to be a different episode where we're pretty much just talking about this and then a uh, quick wrap up on the Red Sox and Yankees. We're going to move over and talk about the Sox and the Yanks. And uh, we can let Tom kick it off um, with the Yanks, who are currently six games back in the AL East. Yeah, um, it, it was getting really bad. You know, they, they were looking a lot like they did in April, where there's just, there's just stretches where they're just basically unwatchable. I think there's no other way to put it. Um, but I guess just, you know, so the weekend, about a week ago, the last series they had, they had a little two games. So they, uh, sorry. So they beat the Twins in two out of three, which was nice. I mean, then, you know, they should have won that third one, but Chappie basically just fumbled apart. And then they had a two game, two game stint in Philly, which they lost both which I kind of read like a book just because Girardi just always loves to stick it to the Yanks. But, you know, a little recency bias. We're we're recording on Friday, June 18th. So I was able to – we were able to fit another three-game series in. The Yankees swept the Blue Jays. That was kind of a series where, as a a Yankee fan who, you know, doesn't just – when things go bad, just kind of like pick things up and just not really pay attention anymore. I actually, I keep paying attention and looking at what's going wrong and this and that, that was a series where if they got swept or honestly, really like if they lost, if they lost that series, it was going to be 
basically a foreshadowing for how the rest of this entire season was going to go. And I know there's still another probably around 100 games, but it just that's just how it was going to look. And I'm not going to lie, the Yankees played really good baseball. Um, quietly, quietly under everyone's nose, all year there's like one or two guys in the lineup that have hot stretches but never at the same time. So, you know, like Clint has one one week. J- Judge has been the only consist- consistent thing all year, obviously. But like Stanton had his AL player of the week. Uh, Andahar has had a couple hot stretches. So has Gary and Glaber and Geo, yada, 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 but never at the same time. They have yet to consistently put a, a, a consistent effort one through nine in a, like in a stretch of games. But now quietly, if you look at it, I keep looking at when uh, the Yankees, the Yankees beat, beat reporters uh, post them. There's like five or six Yankees right now that are slowly hitting really, really well. And I think it showed in that sweep against against Toronto. I mean, Cole pitched probably one of, I think, his second best game of the year compared to when he lit it up in Tampa. Um, so that was nice to see. So, you know, they've won three in a row. They're It helped them get to five and five in their last ten. But like Toot started it off, they're still six back. So it's going to come down to can they at least keep themselves somewhat afloat? Because, you know, like it, it's Tampa – your socks are only half a game back. So that's basically the one, two race. And then, and then, and then like that six games is a lot of games when you really, really think about it, you know, like the Yanks already got swept by you by, by the Sox. They never really play that well against Tampa. Um, but uh, honestly, I just, I guess just to sum up the babble, I just went on, I'm just taking it game by game. And eventually, you know, series by series. So I went into the middle of the week saying, just try and try and win each and every game. And they, they did. I don't know how much of a road strength you would call that series because it was up in Buffalo. And you could tell later on in the game there was more Yankee fans than Blue Jays fans there. But uh, no, it was it was good to see them fight and string together three straight wins because they haven't won. They haven't. Uh, swept the series, I think, all year. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They swept the White Sox. But they were horrible in sweep games all year leading up to this point. So it was nice to see them punch that one out. And now they got a three-game series against Oakland at, in the Bronx. So just, you know, take it one game at a time, take that one, and just we'll see what happens. I'm not – I told you I told you last time, and I'll tell you again, I'm not letting myself get worked up about it because it's, it's not healthy. You know, it's summertime, trying to have some fun. It's, the, the weather's nice going upstate this weekend it's father's day yada 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 so the yankees just take it one game at a time because at the end of the day and i know you'll admit it too like that like there's talent on the team like, yeah no there definitely is it hasn't made it hasn't made sense all year to like see them play as terrible as they were playing so i know we all got mad at them but i guess the whole aaron Bueno is only a matter of time y- yeah that's not what you want to hear when you're losing three out of third uh when you're losing 10 out of third out of 13 but it was nice. I'm sorry. That was a babble. It was nice to see them sweep sweep the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just going to take it series by series at this point and just kind of small it down a little bit. Because if I – and this is, this goes for all Yankee fans. If you, if you look – if you go into every game looking at the standings and trying to, you know, climb back six games to catch up with Tampa, one, you're going to drive yourself completely insane. And two, it's just not going to work that way. Yeah, you got to take it game by game. Definitely when you're that far out, I think. Exactly. Um, 
but definitely good for the Yankees to get a sweep with the Blue Jays. I mean, the Blue Jays had been playing pretty well coming into that series. One of the best took, offenses. Uh, the their offense is unbelievable. I mean, you saw that in their series against Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they put up like eight home runs in the game on Sunday, which was an absolute mess for the Red Sox. But <laughs> yeah. um, just to move over to the Sox, I mean, um, as I mentioned a few weeks back, the Red Sox were entering one of the hardest schedule or hardest parts of their schedule they were going to have all year, um, playing pretty much only playoff teams from last year. Um, they had 17 games in 17 days. And the biggest thing for me in those 17 games was the pitching was not where it had been for the Red Sox, um, in particular, the starting pitching. Um for most of the time was where you lost some of the, the games for the Red Sox, the starting pitching just wasn't there. Um, but in those 17 games that went 10 and seven, um, they started that 17 game stretch, a game behind Tampa. Um, technically speaking, they finished that 17 game stretch, still only a game behind Tampa. Um, the Red Sox had an off day yesterday um, and Tampa got walked off out in, Seattle. So the Red Sox did pick up a half game, but just speaking within those 17 games, the Red Sox lost no traction on Tampa. They remained in the exact same spot that they were, um, which, you know, with how the pitching was in those 17 games, you don't hate to see that. Um, of course, you would have liked to see maybe the Sox go past Tampa in these 17 games, but this was a very hard 17 game schedule and Tampa, uh, at least for my opinion, Tampa was playing a bit, bit of a weak schedule during this point. Um, so to only still be a game back of Tampa at that point, I'm completely fine with where we are on that. Um, and then they were up three game, three and a half games on the Yankees heading into the 17 game stretch. Now they're six up on the Yankees. Um, and then for Toronto, they were five games up, and now they're seven and a half games up on Toronto, which considering how the Toronto series went, right? Um, you'll take it. Um, I was at the game Friday night between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, um, and I saw Alex Verdugo walk off the Red Sox in a game that the Red Sox very much stole from the Definitely. Blue Jays, the Red Sox were being outplayed for most of that game. And I don't know how in the world they pulled it out, but they somehow pulled it out. It was uh, a great night to be at Fenway with the, the walk-off by um, Verdugo. It was awesome to see. Um, Fenway was alive. You know, it's awesome that we're getting back to full stadiums. Um, a packed Fenway on a Friday night in the summer with the walk-off win was awesome. Um you guys are just playing out of your minds. Yeah, and then they, they kind of got rocked the next two games. I mean, Sunday's game was an absolute joke. Um, shout out Ryan Weber for, I guess, eating some of the storm. Um, got designated for assignment after his outing um, on Sunday where he got his teeth punched in by the Blue Jays. But I guess shout out to him for eating some of those punches from the Blue Jays. But um, And then – they get a great pitching performance Monday night out of Vivaldi. Um, of course, Vladdy's wagon makes one final appearance in that series and goes deep off Barnes to get the blown save. But a, another walk-off win for the Red Sox in that game Monday. Uh, Devers a walk-off 
uh, bullet out to center. So to, to come out of that with a split and then take, I know Atlanta's been, Atlanta's been playing down this year, but that's still one of the best offenses. It is the best offense in at least the national league, if not one of the best offenses in baseball. Um, I mean, they're just far outscoring their, um, in terms of offensive production, they, they're the best offensive production team in the national league East. They just haven't been getting the pitching, um, yeah. but they're still very much a good team. Um, and to take two in Atlanta to close out that 17 game stretch is big. I definitely um, would have been content with a split in Atlanta, but to take both of them was awesome. Uh, Christian Arroyo, a grand slam to give them the lead on in the game on Wednesday. It's awesome. Christian Arroyo has four home runs on the year. All four of them have been game-changing home runs. He hit one at the game we were at, uh, or the game I was at against the Blue Jays the other night. Uh, hit a big home run in that game and the, the big home run against Atlanta. Um, it's just, you know, the pitching was terrible, but the offense was pretty good during the stretch. Um, we got a lot of big hits and key moments. So to win 10 out of the 17, I'm definitely happy with that. Uh, didn't lose any traction on Tampa. Technically gained some if you, you count yesterday in that window of time. They're, they're only a half game back headed into play tonight. Um, they got Kansas City now in this next series. So definitely a, a team the Red Sox can beat. So I'm happy with it where they're at, sitting a half game back. You know, it definitely could have been worse with how good Tampa was playing. It seems like you had to win every night um, in this past stretch because Tampa just wasn't losing. Um, but throwing a sweep of the Yankees in there and winning 10 out of 17, definitely a good stretch for the Sox. And hopefully they keep it rolling into July and just keep winning games. You know, you don't have to win every game, but just keep winning, winning more than we're losing. And the Sox should be looking pretty good. I think the fact that Glass now is now on the IL for we don't know how long because, you know, the UCL is obviously something you you, uh, you don't want to play around with. Obviously, it's more for you guys, but like even for the Yankees, too, this is a time where you, you just got it. You got to win games. Mm -hmm. Obviously, T Tampa's going to always find a way to win. That's just the way they're designed. But, you know, without Glass now, who's having an unreal year up to this point, those are, even though he only pitches every five days, the, those are games you got to jump on. And just if you, if you, if every team, this is obviously the most basic saying in the history of sports, but if every team focuses on themselves and like getting their win first, mm -hmm. you'll realize how much closer things get. And that's it. That's all we got. Yeah, do. no, that's all. That's all we got for you guys today. Definitely pumped to keep seeing how this season develops. It's definitely been a, a fun year up until this point, especially for me, because I was fully expecting to go into this year and have to talk about how bad the Red Sox have been. But um, the Sox are playing well. A lot of teams are playing really well. I mean, I know we didn't really get into um, a lot of other teams, but. A lot of teams are playing really well right now. Oakland's playing good baseball. You got uh, Houston. Houston and Oakland both have won eight of their last ten. Yeah. So that that's an interesting race out in the West. Um, the White Sox have continued to be really good. And then Sneaky, the Phillies have been playing pretty well lately. You know, they're, they have a, only a 500 record, but they're four and a half get back in the Mets. 
You got the Brew Crew playing really well. Um, the Cubs as well playing really well. Um, and, you know, we, we haven't really mentioned this in a couple of weeks because we've had a bit of a mix up on how we've done some of these episodes. Um, but St. Louis has started to falter a little bit. Yeah. You know, four games back on. of first in the central. Um, I think the last time we brought up the Cardinals, they were in first. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you got the three headed monster in the NL West. Um, the Giants continue to be playing unbelievable. They um, just haven't hit. They haven't hit that point yet. Where, where they haven't. Know, yeah. Uh, they're two bad. and a half games up on the Dodgers. Um, San Diego, a walk-off win last night, but they've faltered a little bit in their last 10, only three and seven now, six games back of San Francisco. But, you know, a lot of teams, um, a lot of teams being surprise teams this year. And, you know, there's been a lot of good baseball uh, throughout the top and a lot of great stories, but we're definitely pumped. Um, hopefully there's no weird rule thrown in place this coming week so we can have a normal episode next week and <laughs> right. talk more about the actual teams and less about stupid rules being put in place by uh manfred but you know what would be awesome what do you got if somebody throws a no hitter without sticky stuff just to stick it to the man that'd be pretty good um but that's all we got for you guys for this week we will see you next week with another episode thanks guys all right, see you next time. Peace. Later.